0: Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is hard true the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor, to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of world team tennis, true has you covered. If you If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard Troop in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. Two, hey, great shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. We are back with part two of our 2021 Wimbledon draw previews on part one. We previewed the gentlemen singles draw. We ran through each quarter of the draw. We answered four questions per section. We talked about the most exciting first round matches, the seeds on upset alert, the unseeded players looming dangerously in each section of the draw. And then, of course, we gave our predictions for how we thought the action was going to unfold. We're going to be doing the same thing here on the Lady Singles Draw Preview. Of course, there's the added context that it's a WTA Grand Slam, and if we've learned anything over the past four seasons, if the event isn't on a hard court and Naomi Osaka isn't in that hard court event, there really is no telling what we are going to see unfold. Certainly, coming off of the French Open less than a month ago when it was a Krejcikova- Pavlachenkova final, none of us could have predicted that, we will try and do a better job predicting how this Wimbledon action will unfold. Of course, we haven't seen any grass court tennis since the 2019 season, and we've seen the subsequent emergence of players like Iga Swiatek and Bianca Andreescu, who have a combined two WTA career wins on grass courts, with players like that not experienced, with former semi-finalist Yelena Ostapenko winning a title this past week, with former quarter finalist Daria Casacchina making us a final and a quarterfinal in the lead up to this event there are so many players that it feels like could make a run at this 2021 Wimbledon ladies singles event and joining me on today's podcast to preview the ladies singles draw and preview another draw here on our crack racket shows you know him as the do everything here At Crack Crack, Rackets, the forefather of the forehand slice, the only undefeated high school tennis coach in Missouri State history, it's James Foster McDonald. Jamie, hey, great shot to you, my friend. Have you recovered from our French Open women's singles draw preview? Because we got a lot wrong then. It was certainly an ego-cleansing moment. How are you feeling headed into this Wimbledon?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm still scarred. I'm bad. It was, it was tough, but look, we get up and we do it again. And, and you'll probably hear me say some familiar things that I'm going to just die on some of these Hills, you know, because it's like, I feel like my picks on people, I stand by them. Even this is something you and I talk about all the time. It's like, there's a difference between, I just, that's a bad pick. And like something happened and you're like, you know what? I still stand by that. Like, that was a good take. Like, and so for me, I think the French open had a lot of those and yeah, the draws exploded and some wacky stuff happened, but there's some, still some picks out of that out of that podcast specifically that like if I go back and re-listen to I can say with confidence whether it's you or me saying and I'm like you know what that's a good like that is a good take like it makes sense the logic's there I'm behind it it just doesn't shake out that way and especially with just how the WTA is right now Anything can happen. So we shall see. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get another major and hopefully get some more predictions right.
0: We say it all the time. Good takes, bad execution is something we strive for here at Crack Rackets. And I guess our listeners keep coming back. So apparently we are doing something right. But with that Parody theme in mind. I want to play a quick game of Guess the Lines with you, Jamie, before we get into this singles draw preview. Just our opening tangent here on the women's side. And Westoff, throw in a Guess the Lines sound effect if you can, please. So Jamie, we talk about it all the time. Again, the lack of a clear favorite right now in the women's game. Certainly on the hard courts, Naomi Osaka has earned that distinction. But on the rest of the surfaces, we really don't know what's going to happen We'll say the top 6 because 3 of the players are tied at +1200. Can you name the top 6 money line favorites right now to win the Wimbledon's tw- uh Wimbledon 2021 ladies singles title?
1: Let's see. Um so it's the top 6
0: you said. Top 6 off the cup here folks. There was no preparation for Jamie. Okay, so Barty. Barty is number 2. She's +650. Uh,
1: okay, they probably put Serena in there.
0: Serena, number one, plus 600. I could start right there. That is... interesting. I, okay. I don't... Like, that just proves they're saying, we don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of money being put on Serena Williams because when in doubt, guess Serena. It's worked for the past 20 years. Uh, yeah. That's what that fact tells me. And that speaks to, again, the unknowns, that her and Barty are the only players below 10 to 1 odds. I mean, Jimmy, we can pick our, favorite fi- our five favorites and... Potent- I mean the thing is, you pick the five favorites. I guarantee you, they're not winning. But like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that those are your top two. Serena, in particular, I mean, just given the unknown surrounding her game, given that she looked, I guess, fine, not exceptional at the French Open. I thought the serve looked good, but I guess you know, again, that's a bet on her, her experience, int- institutional knowledge at Wimbledon. But that was crazy to me to see her plus six hundred and the money line favorite right
1: now. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. All right, you want me to keep trying? Please. Four All more right. to go. K- Kvitova in there Kvitova somewhere.
0: Kvitova tied for fourth, so she's one of the three players tied at plus 1,200. She's in my top five as well.
1: Okay. Uh, Muguruza? Muguruza
0: also in both of our top fives, plus 1,200 also.
1: Okay. Um. So I've got how many left? Two left? Two, two more. Jeez, really start digging here. I know. Um, this is the crazy part. I could see him trying to be one of them's a name. She's the number two seed. It makes sense that she's in right. This group. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I would give. So that's my next one's going to be Savile. Yeah. But... I figured you were getting there. She's and third. Now...
0: She's 10 to one.
1: The last one, I'm... I've got a bunch of rotating casts. I don't know if they're trying to go uh, flashy with this or what, but like, I could see him putting golf like way too high.
0: So. That's a great inference by you. She's next on this list at plus 2,020 to 1. Iga's okay. the last of the plus 1,200 groups. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. Which, again,
1: weird because there's no... There's one no... career win on grass Court. Yeah, exactly. That's it. There's, there's no history there. I mean, yeah, Strancic, obviously a good player, and we've seen her. Yeah, that's that's weird, though. But, I mean, right. like I get it. Who else are you going to put? Right? So
0: like... the names that round out your top 10, Rabakana ostapenko kerber and sakari those are all of your players under 30 to 1 you can get ostapenko 28 to 1 right now now the problem is if she plays a bad match you lose but if she plays seven good matches you win like that's interesting we're we're gonna have to talk off mic about this extensively because some of these odds are.
1: are fascinating i'm i'm surprised where since you have it up where is azarenka i'm curious to see where they have her
0: uh, any questions like this, please. She is currently forty to one plus four thousand. Okay, ounce. yeah, because she's in yeah. the Jabour Keys Kanta Contave grouping at that forty to one range. Okay, which is a little low.
1: Feels a yeah, little low. I was I so I threw Goff in there because I figured they would try to do something wacky with putting her high. Yeah, I but mean anyway. No, I mean tra- look, it's yeah. okay.
0: Here's the one to keep an eye on. Cannon is sixty to one.
1: That's too That's, low. Yeah, that's, that's that's a little disrespectful. Yeah. The, what, four seed?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and the best part, so Kennan to win her quarter, which is another bet you can make. Kennan to win her quarter is the Kennan quarter. Come on, where are you? She's 10 to 1. So Kvitova's in her quarter. Mertens, Keys, Pliskova, Allie Risk yeah. in her quarter. Okay, that's a tough quarter. That's um, a tough quarter. Man, that's a loaded quarter. I'm looking at the names now. All right, with that in mind, speaking of talking of these quarters, we can get into now our draw preview, of course, Quickly, before we do that, I will remind all the listeners, I suppose, sorry, I forgot I had to do it myself, but the reason we are able to do these podcasts day in, day out is because of the support we get from all of you, from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends at Turnitin, as you guys know the deal, so I'll keep it brief. Sales at UniqueSports.com or 800-554-3707. You mentioned Crack Rackets sent you. You'll get free samples. You'll get better pricing. More importantly, they'll treat you like family. Sales at UniqueSports.com or 800-554-3707. Seven to get that iconic trademark blue grip on your racket as well. All right. With that in mind, Jamie, let's start at the t- top of the draw. Ashley Barty, in her presser, said she's good to go. She's feeling healthy. She's ready to compete in this Wimbledon event. Of course, you look for Barty. She's currently number three in Tennis Abstract's grass court-specific ELO rating. She's obviously the number one player in the world. Number one seed, 28-6 and six in her last 52, which have all come this year. Uh, she made quarterfinals of the Australian Open. She bowed out of the second round of roll Garros with an injury. You look in her career in terms of the grass court success she's had, 47 and 15. She's made a Wimbledon round of 16 before. She's won titles on grass before. If she's healthy, I mean, she probably should be the favorite, right? I Just the Ashley Barty discussion, the question is just how healthy she is, right? Because if she's 100%, she is quickly elevated to the top of that list.
1: Yeah, I, no, I, I think again this gets into the like hey you're number one for a reason right but no i mean look we've seen it with her game specifically the way she can implement the slice the way she can use her serve to get free points you know she might not get the benefit of sort of the full weight of that forehand with the rpms as you would on other surfaces but she's got weapons um and she's just so solid right i mean she can hit that slice backhand all day and and she can get crafty so i think that ash Barty, you know especially if she is healthy which she says she is now granted is she going to come out and say it's feeling bad if she's about to play the <laughs> tournament no so you know I, to what degree she's like fully fully good you know who, who knows exactly um just really her and her camp but no regardless yeah if she is indeed healthy and feeling that good then then, then she's got to be if there is a favorite to win I, you know i put her at the top
0: No, I agree with you, and she has a very interesting first-round match in Carlos Suarez-Navarro, who, of course, we're all so happy to see back on court competing in what is probably her final Wimbledon, and that's going to be a center court match. But you look at this top uh, quarter of the draw, so many fascinating first round matchups, Jamie, I'll yeah. get, you, I'll let you get the ball rolling. Which are the ones you're going to be watching most closely.
1: Yeah. Out of all the quarters, honestly, uh, you know, this is the one, we'll get to some later, but there were, there were some of the quarters where I was like kind of stretching for the first rounds. Uh, this is not the case here. This has a, a, and this is a loaded first round. So I think right off the bat tossin and uh, Krajikova is really fun. Sinyakova and Kanta is very fun. I won't steal all of them. Uh, you probably would have taken this one <laughs> Kanteve and Van Drusseva, um is, is the third one there, and I'll cap it there because I'll, I'll let you have a couple. But well, there's a lot of good ones, and this list could get longer.
0: You know Kantave and Van Drusseva is the Alex Gruskin special. That's, exactly, that's, I know. I, I'm, yeah.
1: I'm going to have an ace of the day on that, and I'm going
0: to lose it. Let's just be clear. <laughs> I, I can lock that in right now. But um Yeah, all the ones you mentioned, Claire Tossin, her weapons on these grass courts, just think hand in a glove. Although, same deal with Krejcikova. There's no reason her game can't translate. We'll see how her movement translates to the surface again. She leaves anything short in the center of the court. Tossin's going to pounce on it. She has that sort of power. I don't even think it's upset alert in terms of seeds on upset alert to kind of blend into that category as well to say Martha Kostyuk is the favorite over Kiki Burton's because I think the money line agrees with it. And I think we can both agree in terms of recent form. Martha Kostyuk's been better in 2021 than Kiki Burton has. And if you want to look 2021 specific ELO, which again, whatever, at 16 and 9, Kostyuk's number 34. You look for Kiki Burton's right now, she's not even inside the top 200. Uh, Because, again, she's still been working her way back from injury. We know I think this is her final Wimbledon as well. But I think that's an interesting first-round matchup. And then, you know, the two on the bottom, very bottom part of the section, Ostapenko is coming in on fire to this event. And she looked Uh excellent. This past week, you look for Ostapenko, who ends up winning the title. Her first, I believe, since 2018 in Eastbourne. She beats Jabour, Pavlichenkova, Kazakina, and of course, Jabour and had made the final the week before. She beats Rabakina. She beats Kontave, She only drops two sets in her five victories. But she has a tricky first-round match in Layla Fernandez, whose game just works on this surface. And, you know, Fernandez is still 17, 18 years old. How she responds to the power of Ostapenko is going to be interesting. But the lefty, she's going to put Ostapenko in uncomfortable positions, move her around the court when the opportunity presents itself. I think that's a fascinating one. And then just a tough section for Canada as, just again, institutional experience on the surface is there any reason Cornet can't beat Andrescu in round one? I say no. Those are my seeds on upset alert. You know, I think Andrescu absolutely needs to be worried. Uh, and I think, you know, Crunchy and Kiki Burton has to be worried as well
1: yeah I agree with you Andreescu poof, tough draw here uh, first mm-hmm. second and third round even if she gets through the first couple are and it's really, crazy really, really in
0: retrospect French open she draws Zidanezik she serves for the matchup 5-4 in the third and then it's like oh is that a bad loss it's like no actually Zidanezik made the semifinals. so just like another right.
1: brutal draw for Andreescu exactly but like first round you mentioned Cornet. that's tough Tomlanovich in the second round then third round would be either Kasatkina or Ostapenko most likely I, I don't think Andres is making it through that. I mean, it's the five seed, but I don't mm-hmm. think she has a, I don't think she has a legitimate shot to protect that number five. And, and that's, I mean, again, that's tough, right? Because it's just such a hard draw. But for me, now she's in some serious danger. And, and the one, the other one, I would say, Joe Conta um, is in danger, serious danger first round. I expect her to lose that match to Sinyakova. Uh, so, even though she's going to have the crowd, you know, she's going to have people behind her. That's a tough match.
0: Can I zag on that take? I thought she looked pretty good in Nottingham. Like, I know her results of late have not been great, and you look overall for Joe Conta this season. Again, uh, the numbers have not been kind, but I thought she looked pretty good in Nottingham, and clearly this is a surface she's comfortable on in her career. She's made semifinals of Wimbledon before. Now, again, last 52 weeks, 13-12, and she hasn't been great. Prior to those five wins in Nottingham, she's, what, 8-12? and But she does have, again, that... Uh, confidence going in. Plus, I've seen her on a grass court. I know what it looks like. Like, yes, Sinyakova played well last week, also, but I don't think that. I think that match a toss-up.
1: I, I, I'm still leaning Sinyakova. I, I think that she looked really good. Yeah, she ended up losing in that final to Kerber. Uh, but that field to me was a lot stronger and tougher than yeah. the Nottingham one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, I, I feel like you're not quite comparing apples to apples there. Look, I mean, yeah, Kons is a good player. We know. What she can do on a grass court, um, I, to me, I just I, I'm feeling Sinyakova there. That's at the very least, it deserves to be on upset alert. No, right? Even I, if you're I agree not with you. The match. No,
0: a hundred percent. It's an upset alert. Just to me, it's a toss. Mm-hmm. up I, It's a pick sure. in that one. I'm not sure. ready to. I'm not ready to say Joe Conta is going to get walked over. I very much. I, I sure. probably lean Sinyakova, but I agree with you there. I think if Barty's healthy. She definitely has a way to work her way into this section, right? She's got Suarez Navarro. That's a match she should win. And then Blinkova hits the ball big, certainly. But that's a match she should probably—or Babos, but certainly Blinkova round three. And then, you know, if Coco Vandeway is healthy, her serve, her forehand, or Sinyakova, there's no reason Barty should—you know, Barty probably should get through both of those matches into round three comfortably, find her bearings. But you look at some of the dangerous dark horses in this section— is it fair, I know there's two categories of dark horses. There are unseeded players, I think we both agree, someone like a Kostiuk or a Savastova in this section. Those are two dangerous players. Ostapenko, the obvious one as well. Mm-hmm. But is it fair to call Daria Kasakina the number 31 seed who makes that final two weeks ago, loses to Jabour, and then, you know, loses in three sets to Ostapenko, but that was a really fun match. And she is someone who, again, has played... 20-plus matches on grass courts in her career has made a Wimbledon quarterfinal. Is it fair to call her a dark horse to certainly, I mean, that her versus Ostapenko round two is a match we all want to see, but for her to make a fourth round, even a quarterfinal in this section, be the one pushing Ashley Barty to make the semis?
1: I mean, it's definitely possible. Uh, um, I would say, for me, I'm leaning Ostapenko to, to sort of be that person and I think Barty again if Barty truly is healthy i think she's going to come out of that top um, regardless but again she could have a really tough one right in that third round senyakova or kanta whoever comes through there um that's difficult for round number three so i think that might be ash Barty's biggest challenge until she gets really into the latter stages of this tournament um but regardless you know if we're talking about dark horses in this i, I said ostapenko has got to be the most obvious one kostiak has a decent chance and then for me I would say Sinyakova, but she's lower on the list because I do expect Ash Barty to be in that top form. All
0: right. Well, with that in mind then, you know, we haven't talked about number 12 seed Victoria Azarenka, who's in this mm-hmm. section as well. Uh, she would have, she has Kozlova round one, then Kirstea murray Sharon the winner of that match round two. The seed in her section, Annette Conteve. I think that's an interesting seed. I think that would be a really fun third round match. And with that in mind, Jamie, let's get the picks quarterfinals semifinals who's emerging out of this section
1: yeah so on the bottom part of this I think whoever comes out of the match that at least in my head is going to be Ostapenko Azarenka um, I think that person is going to go up against Ash Barty from the top Um, and then I've got Barty moving through from there with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice
0: the problem is Ashbardi's not like I don't know her relative health, and so it's really yeah. tough to make that pick. Here's what I'll say: this is Annette Conteve's draw because Ostepanko Kasakina, they're going to beat each other up, and then whoever emerges out of that Tomjanovic, Corne and Drescu Minin section, they're going to beat that person up in the third round as well. If Conteve can get through that fundre of a match, I think she's the favorite against Azarenka. I think she gets to the fourth round, and you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger. I've been on that Conteve bandwagon. I think you have to be really good to beat her right now. You look for Annette Conteve in terms of overall ELO rankings. She's now, you know, inside uh, that top 20. She's number 19. You want to look at 2021-specific ELO Annette Conteve all the way up uh, to number 15. You look at her record overall the last 52 weeks, 31-15. and 15. She's winning two-thirds of her matches. I just think this section has opened up well for her. I think she can she can just win in a lot of different ways, and I just think to expect Ostapenko to play, she's going to have to play three good matches to get to the fourth round. To expect her to play that fourth one in a row, if she does that, she's winning the tournament. I don't think she's going to do it. I think she gets to the fourth round, but then I think Kontave beats her. Give me Kontave versus Barty. I'm not ready to say who wins that match, so we can move on for now. We'll get back. Don't worry, I'm not copping out. We'll get to the semifinal, final champion predictions at the end. But I really just think Conteve, the way out, she's been playing so well of late, Jamie. You have to be really freaking good to beat her.
1: No, I mean, it's its fair. I mean, I again, this is uh, this is your sort of deal, so I, I don't <laughs> fault you at all for going to Kanteve. And yeah, she looked good. Ostapenko ended up taking her out somewhat routinely in that final, but uh, no, I mean, look, she looked good, and out of this tournament this lead-up tournament she got pretty much everything you can ask for leading up to a major right she got comfortable on the surface she got some hard-fought wins got to the final like beat a big seat you know she checked all those boxes so now she and her camp have got to be feeling pretty good moving into Wimbledon
0: and that's the other thing you'd have to beat her twice in two weeks and that's just really difficult for any player to accomplish inside the top 30 right now so I'm sticking Conteve versus Barty who'd you take Barty
1: versus who I'm writing them down. I had Barty over Ostapenko.
0: Barty over Ostapenko. I like that pick as well. They're both good ones. And again, that's that top half of the top half. Let's get to that second part of the top half of the draw. You look at this section. It's the Alina Svitolina section. She's your number three seed, your other top eight seed. Serena Williams, who, as we mentioned, betting odds favorite. We haven't seen her on grass courts yet this year, but she's your number six seed, your other seeds in this section, number 25 seed and champion. In this week, Edmond Hamburg, Angelique Kerber. You've also got number 20 seed, Coco Gauff. Number 9 seed, Belinda Bencic. French Open finalist, Anastasia Pavlichenkova. Your 16 seed, you've got Carolina Mukova, the 19 seed. And then Paula Bedosa-Gibert, your number 30 seed. Jamie, I'll open it up to you. The first round matches you will be watching most closely.
1: This was a tough one for me. Um, This, this, when I was referencing ones that I wasn't really in love with many first round matches, uh, this is it right here. This Fidolina quarter was a little weak for me. Now it's interesting because you have a lot of people who can, you know, rattle up this draw within this section, but just kind of how it breaks in the first, I'm not, I'm not that intrigued. I think there's some that'll be fun. Like Srivast, tormo and Kanja is interesting to me in a way. Um, anytime we're seeing Belinda Bencic back as she's trying to sort of continue making statements back at majors, that's interesting. I, I, I'll be watching Teichman and Georgie going at it. I think Svitolina is not going to be in great form and I expect her to get upset in the first couple rounds so I'll still watch her first two matches but in terms of like first round matches that I'm super excited about this this was a weaker section for me if I'm honest
0: I think this section has a lot of interesting plus ones meaning get me to the second round that plus yeah, one exactly. match if you can get a you know uh, Putin Seva versus Bedosa round two matchup hello Anisimova versus Svitolina you're right mm-hmm. that one has all of the ingredients of an upset alert even Mukova versus Teichman or or she and you know a a any of these matches up and down the board, Kerber versus Anaconia in round two, or even a Bernarda Pera versus Serena. I feel like that's a match we saw recently. I'm pretty sure Serena beat her in three sets, and Bernarda Pera plays every seed to a three-set loss, so that one has the recipe to be fun. Even Sasnovich serena I think, is going to be a really good one just to see what Serena looks like this early in the event, but you're right. The first round leaves a little bit to be desired. I mean, Kaia Yuvan, one of my favorite youngsters, her versus Bencic, there's a lot of firepower in that match, I'm expecting big things from Belinda Bencic, and I actually think if she can get through that goth match in round three, now we're talking, now she's got, you, you know, I... I mean, this section, the big thing is Serena. Let's be honest here. It's Serena Williams, your number six seed, who, again, would have to probably, if she gets through her first match, Sasanovic probably plays Bernarda Pera next, and then would probably play either Angelique Kerber or Anaconia. Is Serena on upset alert early in the tournament? Because, of course, if she gets to that second week, Jamie, Serena Williams, second week of Wimbledon, we all know how that story goes. The question is, does she get there? You know, again, the metrics right now for her, you look in terms of uh, her first serve win percentage, her hold percentage, they're all about three to four points lower than her career averages. She's under that 80% hold threshold that only her and Naomi Osaka hang out in. She's winning you know fewer than 75 percent of her first serve points normally she's over that 75 percent number if she executes her first serve well certainly the pathway is there because there is no player with dominant form entering this event but is she entering the event with dominant form i don't think you can genuinely answer that uh question yes
1: no i'm with you and, and i think serena again do you really call it an upset if, if it's you know a third round and she's against kerber who just won a lead-up event and again maybe i'm le- breeding too much into the lead-up tournaments you saw me talk but about we Ostevenko have to the right previous because, one but there's well, no yeah, sample exactly. size right and so for me kerber i have serena on upset alert to kerber in round three um now at that point third round you've got seeds clashing and you know how big of an upset do you call that i don't know but kerber has looked really really solid and it's been a long time since we've seen kerber look really good um and so that's obviously exciting and, and you're seeing two former champs go at it two veterans of the tour I look i for me i'll say this i serena being the favorite to win wimbledon I, look good for you if you're believing it i i don't see it happening here um and i would not be shocked at all to see kerber take her out in round three
0: yeah, and I mean after that, it's probably Benjitzer Golf. And on paper, by the way, a Golf Serena Round Four matchup—that would be just. Yeah, you know everybody.
1: Be... You know everybody's gunning for that.
0: Oh, ESPN will rig it to get there. They're like, please, the ratings from that. Like, we need it. We need a, an excuse to keep tennis. And honestly, maybe we should all be rooting for that matchup as well. But. No, I mean, those are the fun ones in terms of the seeds on immediate upset alert. I mean, sure, first couple of rounds, Putin-Seva could very well beat Bedosa-Jabert. The question is, do you want to pull the Anisimova over Svitolina upset or not? And Anisimova is one of my dark horses entering this event. I thought she looked really good in pushing Kerber. Let me just, the Anisimova-Kerber match looked awfully like the Kvitova-Kerber match that happened that same day. And it's just like... yeah. If Anisimova's landing first serves, getting to play first strike, if Fidiline is hanging second serves in the court that Anisimova can go after, all of the ingredients are there. I'm waiting for the Anisimova resurgence to happen. She's fallen outside the top 70, but she still has top 30 weapons is this the match? Are you pulling the trigger? Because Fidelina, you know, I yeah, mentioned this I in our men's yeah. preview just quickly. Four of I mentioned five of the men's 32 seeds have made quarterfinals. 14 of the women's 32. Now, 13 of the women's 32 have made quarterfinals. Serena, Kvitova, Muguruza, Kerber, Svitolina, Azarenka, Kanta, Pavlachenko,va, Burtons, Mukova, Keys, and Kasakina have all done it. And Ostapenko as well, but she's not seeded. Anyways, Um I mean, at least Svitolina, we've seen her make a semifinal. So it's like,
1: I don't know. It's it, it's tough. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't think Svitolina will be. I, I, I wrote this down. I'll be surprised if she's in the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see her losing first round. I could definitely see her losing second round to Anisimova. I, I don't think Svitolina will be around. I don't think she'll be even close to protecting her three seed, honestly. The thing is, it's it's as simple as that for me. I I just not only do I not have confidence in her to win matches that she's supposed to at majors, but also just on this surface, I just I'm not feeling it at all.
0: Well, it's also like Bedosa and Putin Seva would push her physically in round three as well. And I actually thought Bedosa didn't they just play, I believe, in one of the warm up events? I believe Svitolina beat her in three sets. And yeah, they did. They just played in Eastbourne. It was 7 6 in the third, to Svidalina, that was actually a very fun match. Um, it's just a tricky section for Svitolina. Uh Certainly, I would put her on upset alert. I mean, um, in terms of the other seeds, like, I, I'm kind of liking Belinda Bencic. I feel like, again, on these grass courts, she made a final in the warm-up to this event, and I suppose this gets to dangerous dark horses. I don't think Belinda Bencic is a dark horse with it being a top 15 seed, but... You look at, you know, her warm-up events again, she does make that final the week before, and there's just a decisiveness about her game. She'll go big after the return, and she's fine playing these short points. And, you know, again, you look for Belinda Bencic. Uh, if she's hanging second serve, she's in trouble because she does not move great to the outer thirds, but if she's making first serves, she's going to put pressure on her opponents in returning games. Like I kind of think maybe this is the draw where you're looking for those unknown names because there's always that unknown name. Is number nine seed Belinda Bencic technically that unknown name we're waiting to see emerge to the semifinal at this event?
1: Maybe. I mean, it's a <laughs> Can, nine yeah. Seat, you so can't I don't answer no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's look. Fair. Yeah, they're they're all they're all maybes at this point. But no, I mean. we can get to it now I don't have bench advancing through I think she gets knocked out by one of the many big names in her little you know bottom half of this quarter be it Serena Coco Kerber whoever it ends up being I think they beat her um to prevent her from making a super deep run I mean yeah she could win a couple matches for sure um the way her draw breaks is nice. She plays the winner of two if She wins first round for her second. And then after that, you know, maybe then she's in trouble if she gets to round number three and has to go up against golf. That's, that's probably the real first test she's got. Uh, but Yeah, I mean, look, you you can try to make the case for a lot of different players, and at the end of the day, it might happen, because (laughs) there's always something wacky that goes down in these draws, but for me, I don't see it with Benchich in terms of a deep run.
0: Yeah, no, I think the obvious dark horse, if Anisimova gets through Svitolina round two, there's no reason she can't do it again to Bedosa in round three. I think Georgie is another obvious one you circle, and then the last one has to be Anaconia, because she's got the weapons, and... Again, Herver's Kerber—that's a really fun matchup. I think, you know, Kerber, the lefty. Normally, that makes a difference, but Konya's backhand is just excellent. And so, again, that will be a very fun one to watch. But I, again, we've broken down this section. A lot of interesting potential second, third round matches. The later we get in the week, the more into week one, the more we'll be focused on this portion of the draw. Give me your predictions, Jamie. How's it all unfold?
1: Uh, this one's going to be a little wacky for me. I think Spitalina gets out. It blows up that part of the draw. Anissa Mova, again, if she's playing well enough to win that, throw her, throw her all the way through to play Kerber, and then Kerber um, coming out of that bottom half. So it's those two for me.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. That is WTA City. That is exactly what I think we should expect. Ugh, do I want to just pick Konya over Kerber and really make a move here and then take ugh, I just made the whole Benchich pitch. I'm going to take Benchich. See you you're stealing my swag. I I think I talked you into that Anisimova
1: pick. Um I'm, No, I've got it. I've got it written down. Uh, I can screenshot and send to you. No, I believe you. I'm just and I yeah. think here, look, like you've got people like Goff, you know, who who got a first couple of rounds. It's nice, but then they'll have to go through either Kerber. She'll have to go through either Kerber or Serena. Right now, with what I saw from Kerber, I was pretty impressed. Again, I don't want to read too heavy into lead-up events, but she actually looks good, right? And that's not something we've said about Angelique Kerber for a long time, like the consistency and winning big matches over and over throughout a tournament. Like we just haven't we haven't seen that from her in a long time, so it's good to see there. And perhaps I'm letting that you know get me excited too much, but. Regardless, I'm, I'm i said it, and I'm sticking with it. I think Kerber and I'm actually gonna send uh I'm actually gonna send Kerber through all the way to, to take this quarter.
0: That's fine. I'll take uh I'll take Bedosa versus Benchich and then give me Benchich to advance out of this quarter. I'm taking Belinda. This is my last one on the Belinda bandwagon, but
1: well, that's I, last last one on one bandwagon. We're gonna get to that theme later when we talk and we get into the uh, when we get into the Sabalenka quarter. I'm gonna have a very similar sentiment. So, oh stay tuned.
0: no, I'm with you. Don't worry, we're all in on that. But you know, again, speaking of bandwagons, a bandwagon we have recently jumped on here at Crack Rackets in a team we are very excited to be partnering with moving forward are our friends at Manscaped who you of course know as the best in the business in men's below the waist grooming now our friends offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels folks and in fact they are very excited to announce they just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.0 that's right the lawnmower 4.0 you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their below the waist grooming needs with our exclusive offer. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping by using the code NEWBALLSPLEASE at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code uh, Please at manscaped.com. Again, this upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K, 4, 4, 4K, we'll call it, LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And as we know on grass courts, precision is everything. Manscaped.com. The promo code is New Balls, please. Jamie, how is that ad read compared to the men's preview? Better, worse, similar? We'll call it 50 50
1: call it AdRead read
0: 4.0 oh there it is add read 4.0 manscape.com the promo code is new balls please all right speaking of that number four uh let's go to our number four seeded section that is the section of Sonia kennan who as we mentioned uh 60 to 1 entering this event she is f- uh, far lower on the list than you would expect a number four seed to be but you look in her section of the draw she is partnered with number eight seed carolina pliskova who by the way is scheduled to to drop out of the top 10 for the first time in many, many years after she did not defend her grass court title here in the warm-up. You look at this section, you've got Ken in the number 4 seed, 29 seed, Kuda Matova, 23 seed, Madison Keys, number 13 seed, Elisa Mertens, your 10 seed, Petra Kavitova, 22 seed, Jess Pegula, and then your number 28 seed, alley risk this is a fascinating section of the draw jamie and i think there's a lot of certainly first round matches and then again set up second round matches that could be very very fun what do you have your eyes on
1: yeah i think this is one of the sections where you know sometimes you talk about people being spread out lots of contenders i think this is one where you've got a bunch of potential contenders who are going to be knocking each other out um and and so anytime that's the case uh, i think that makes the quarter fun it's also hilarious to me that like Again, this is the Kennan quarter, but like, does it feel like the Kennan quarter? I mean, in the same breath that did the Svitolina quarter feel like the Svitolina quarter? No. Um, And so, hey, maybe there's some, again, like we talked about on the men's side, like that Rublev, maybe it's a little better when you're out of the spotlight. You mentioned Kennan not even really listed um, highly in the contenders when you're going through those, uh, the live odds for winning the tournament. All of that to say, yes, this is very exciting. And and I think there's some great first rounders. I'll list a couple of mine, but again, I won't try and take them from you. Sedancic and Pliskova and then Sloan versus Kvitova. Um, That Sloan versus Kvitova one, I think can be fun. We saw some good um, sort of competing from Sloan Stevens, which is awesome. And I think this is a big one for Kvitova because it's like, hey, if you're going to make a deep run here, you got to prove it with like a statement win, you know, a nice two and three and get out of there quick um, in round number one. So those are my two that, that I'll definitely be watching from this quarter.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good ones in this section. I mean, I want to see what Donovic looks like against Potopova because that's a fun matchup in round one. I want to see Ann Lee versus Nadia Podoroska because I do think Ann Lee could beat Ali Risk in round two. Caroline Garcia versus Pagula. That is an awesome matchup. Steven Skvitova is an awesome matchup. I mean, I will continue to state by my fact, and I think we've talked about this before, when Victoria Golubik is clicking on that one-handed backhand, it's freaking gorgeous. Like, there are five minutes in a match where she'll look like a top-ten player because she's just slapping through that ball, hitting the ball big, and her versus Matova is a really, really fun first-round match. But I would also say lefty Yu Wang against Sonia Ken in round one should be a fun one But again, I think what's so interesting about this section is that it does feel like all of the seeds are on upset alert. As good as Kennan was in her first round win at the French Open over Ostapenko and making that second week, it did feel... Still, like, that second week was her playing her absolute best, and, like, she still hasn't quite found her 20, early 2020 and late, I suppose, French Open 2020 rhythm. You look at number eight seed Carolina Pliskova, certainly does not enter this Wimbledon with good form, considering she's going to be dropping out of the top 10. You know, Ali Risk has struggled with health issues. Petra Kvitova coming off of health issues, although she looked a lot better this past week, and certainly she looms dangerous. But I feel like... I don't know, a lot of these seeds could get knocked off early on,
1: Jamie, right? Definitely possible. I mean, I think when I'm talking about them, eight seed Plishkova, 100%. Because if not first round in that dicey matchup with sedantic second versus whoever comes through there, Potapova or Vekic is a sketchy one and, and not one that she's desiring there. So Plishkova, not going to be having a lot of confidence here. Definitely in the hot seat in terms of dangerous for upsets, and I think you could, yeah, you could list a lot of seats here. Who who do you have besides Plushkova? Who are the big ones on your list?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, again, in terms of early round losses, I do think Kudromatova Gulabic that could be an upset alert if Gollubik plays her best stuff. Certainly with Hertzog or Collins looming in round two, that's another potential upset alert. I mean again, it's a health question, right? Like, if Ali Risk is healthy, she should beat Anne Lee in round two, who I think is going to get through Potaroska, but I could legitimately see Anne Lee making, let's see, first, second, so third round in this section, or maybe even fourth round. I could see her being the player who emerges and knocks off an Ali Risk, and then knocks off a Donna Vekic or a Karolina Pliskova, or even a Potapova, depending on who gets to that third round match. Like, I do think that top half of the draw, so certainly it starts with Pliskova, but I'd say both Pliskova and Risk are in jeopardy because I just think Ann Lee's damn good.
1: Yeah, and for some reason, too, again, this is more of a gut check for me. I, I was going to throw Pugula. I threw Pugula on there in my um, in my list, and that's, that is simply just a gut feeling. It's one of those where, like, she's been doing so well, putting up numbers. I'm just maybe not feeling it. That's, no, that it that is Garcia it is.
0: match is interesting because we really oh, yeah, haven't seen Petula much at on grass courts yet. But I just feel like her game translates, right? She's so good it, at taking advantage of open space and going yeah. flat down the line, and I feel like that translates to a grass
1: court. Yeah, theoretically, it should translate quite well. But Garcia, that's not going to be a tough, or that's not going to be an easy first round. And then you've got someone in Kanepi who she would be taking on second round most likely. Um, and, and we've seen her come up with big wins against seeded players. So I, I think there's some danger looming for the 22 seed um, in Jess Pegula.
0: No, and I'm certainly not trying to say she doesn't deserve it, but it is weird to see a 22 seed this quickly next to Pegula, mm-hmm. right? Like it is, it happened. It's here. She's yeah. gotten that top. And I'm again, she's earned it, but it is certainly here. But, no, again, those are all the dangerous seeds. In terms of the unseeded players in this section, anyone in your mind in particular who stands out as someone who could do some damage, I do think this is the section where we could see the seeds reign supreme. So, of course, that means it's probably going to be an unseeded player, right?
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I think there's a pathway for somebody like Kanepi. Um, now, again, that involves a big upset, most likely, against Kavitova in, what, round three. So that that part of the draw is a little here. For me, the most likely— regardless. Regardless of the player, um, is actually at the top part of this draw when it's in the Plishkova section, because then you've got someone in, like you said, in Ann Lee. Uh, there's potential for Potapova or Vekic or Zdancic. Honestly, any of those people, if they're advancing through, you could, like, Vekic could get through the first round, get through Plushkava in the second round and then just have the confidence and be moving on and be going through all the way. So to me, she's an unseeded player who, who could make a run. I think it's somebody out of that top half of this section who really has the best shot draw wise to be doing that. Um, in terms of somebody who's seated, but maybe a lower seed, um, I, keys, Potentially, um, you know, I think he's looked decent. Um, now, she'd have to get through Mertens in round three, which is a tough one. And I don't you know, I'm not calling that by any means. But if I had to pick one of those lower seeds to do something, uh, Madison Keys, not a bad one.
0: No, I, those are all, again, good picks. Yeah, Madison Keys does feel a little dark horses. It does feel like if she can get through Mertens in round three, then certainly she's probably the favorites in that fo- in the favorite in that fourth round match. I mean, I already made the case for Ann Lee, 24 and 11 in her last 52. Now, 3 and 6 in her career on grass courts. But again, she's 21 years old. And uh, I actually think today is her birthday. Happy birthday to you, Ann Lee. We're recording this on Saturday. She actually just turned 21 years old. I just think Podorowska. Again, doesn't hit the biggest ball. It's going to be very attackable, that serve in particular here on these grass courts. And Lee just takes such big cuts at those returns of serve. She's got a weapon for her first serve as well. And she just doesn't seem rattled by the moment. She seems to stick to her plays and her patterns even in the biggest moment. So that would be my dark horse of the unseeded players. You made a good case for Kanepi as well. You know, again, in terms of the lower seed's I don't see any of them advancing. I do think, if healthy, this is Petra Kvitova's section, and that gets us Mm -hmm. to our predictions here. I just think, again, we know what her grass court peaks look like. She is a former Wimbledon champion, and I know she just lost a three-cent match to Angelique Kerber, but that was a really high-level match, and Kvitova was up breaks at multiple opportunities and had tons of chances to win that match against Kerber. And, of course, she's another player where she plays her best tennis, it doesn't really matter what the opponent's doing. The match is on her racket, I also think this is—we're nearing the end of the Petra Kvitova window because certainly her power uh-huh. tennis, uh, it translates for now. But if she loses half a step or a step as she gets older, then the margins just become that much more difficult. She hasn't lost that half step yet yet. And she has that, again, grass court experience in a moment with when few other players in the draw do. I think she advances out of this section. I think certainly she advances out of that top half of the draw. I think in the end, I'm going to stick with my generation. I'm going to say it's a Mertons Ooh, or do I go? Keys. Ooh. No, I'm going to go Mertens-Kvitova in that quarterfinal
1: give me Kvitova to advance. Yeah, well, this is one we agree on. I do have Kvitova, um taking Damn. this quarter. Um, and getting to the semis. So and again,, in terms of wholesome story, you always want to cheer for Kvideva. Um And I think this would just be another step in this. And I look the Petra Kovaiva story. She's proven it before, obviously had that horrific injury coming back. Um, it, it, it's just awesome to see. So I'm always rooting for her regardless. But yeah, it just makes sense. Um, you've seen the success that she's had here. She understands it. her game works well. Give me Kavitova. I have her beating the winner of Kennen and Mertens to get to the semis. I think that Kennen will actually do better than people expect here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I'm leaning.
0: <sighs> no, do, do it I so we them?
1: differ. Do it so we differ. Yeah, all right, I Kennen. like it. Give me Ken- I think Kennan is gonna actually hold her seed a little bit until she gets to Kvitova, um, which at that point it doesn't it's not really even an upset at all um, and then Kavitova takes out Kennan to get to the semis. I love it. That is perfect. Well, then last but certainly
0: not least, we get to the number two seed section, Arena Sabalenka, who is yet to advance to a Grand Slam quarterfinal in singles. She is still your number two seed at this event. You look in her section. She's joined by number seven seed Ika Sviantec, who, of course, as mentioned, one career win on grass court. She's also got number 32 seed Ekaterina Alexandrova, number 18 seed Elena Rabakina, number 15 seed Maria Sakkari, number 11 seed Garbina. Mugarutha, number 21 seed Onjabur, and number 26 seed Petra Martic. This section was made to just make me feel angry because those are our players, Jamie. We've got the sokaris the Jaburs, the Mugaruthas in this section, Rabakina and Alexandrova. This is a dangerous section. Another one of those I'm really hoping everyone holds seeds so that we get the third round, fourth round highlight matchups that are very potentially possible. And I'm going to be honest, I think this is the section where we see the least amount of chaos. And I know first round matchups is the question, but even looking beyond that, I do think we end up seeing things like Jabor Muguruza. I do think we see things like Sakari Rabakana, Alexandrova versus Sabalenka. And I think this section is going to be the one that provides us the highlights.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I have written down is that this is the best section of the draw right here. Yeah. Um, now, I could make a case for that little mini section that's got Serena, Goff, and then Kerber taking on. Like, that's really entertaining. But in terms of this whole quarter, yeah, this this is the one that did it for me, saving the best for last year. I mean, first round matches in this. You, could, you can go really deep on these things like especially someone like Sriantek is a tough first round Muguruza and Farrell will be interesting Robokin and Lodinovic I think is interesting there's a lot of good first rounds but to me the interest goes past that first round like you said that I think we can get some of those matchups we really deserve to see in the second third and fourth rounds as we get sort of toward the business end of this and, and move toward the quarters and the semis that's when we see these these seeds playing each other and um I I, again, like you, I hope that things go a little bit chalk, at least to start, so that we aren't deprived of those matchups.
0: Alexandrova versus Sigamund is a very fun first-round matchup as well. Osorio-Serrano versus Kalinskaya is a matchup made for me. Um, No, I agree with you. When you look deeply in this section, and again, we can kind of throw out the categories here, the Seeds on Upset Alert, the Dangerous Dark Horses, because this is a section where there is so much talent across the board, and you know... That muguruza Farrow matchup, that's another really, really fun first-rounder. But, like, we just saw Jabour win a title on grass courts. And her variety, her willingness to go down the line, her decisiveness, creativity, it all works on these grass courts. So, like, she is your textbook case of, oh, Owen Jabour made a semifinal at Wimbledon. Sure, that made sense in 2021 in, like, soccer The physicality, same deal. I think her game's going to translate to this surface. Rabakina, she's in Serena Williams' Power Tennis Country Club. Took me 47 minutes to get there, but we got here today, folks. That Power Tennis, when she clicks, she just hits you off the court. She wins. And then, of course, looming over all of that, Shelby Rogers would be the dangerous dark courts you throw in this section because her serve, Uh her forehand, if they're landing, she can muck up the draw. But looming over all of it is the Sabalenka question. It's Uh like, again, on paper— Her game should work so well on these grass courts, the aggression on the return, the plus serve, the ability to move forward, the ability to hit these ridiculous out-of-nowhere shots, and then, again, her powerful first step, her ability to use her length to get into the outer thirds, in theory— She's got all of the elements of a number two seed. We just haven't seen the results unfold. Is this the slam where it happened? Again, looking beyond the questions here in this section, because this is the one that I think will be the most fascinating as we go through the week. Your thoughts on all of it?
1: Yeah, on all of it. Again, this is where we get to... Uh, I'm dying on the hill for someone, and apparently for me it's Muguruza. Uh, because... <laughs> I, I've been wronged by her so many times, but I still have the belief. I don't know why, but I do it. Um, and so, yeah, when I think, I think she's a pretty big piece of the puzzle in this section, but when it comes down to it, the person I have advancing to the semis for me, it is Sabalenka. I think she's going to step up um, again. I think, you know, she faltered a little bit when she was at three C that was big. Now she's used to being, you know, one of these big seeds. She has her own quarter. I. I think she. I think she's going to come out and look comfortable, and I think Sabalenka is going to advance through this and get to the semis. So I think she can. She might have a tough matchup with Rybakina, uh mm-hmm. getting out of the bottom there. Um, but regardless, I do think she'll do it, and then I think she'll beat whoever comes out of the top. Which in my mind, I have as Muguruza penciled in. Uh, but we'll see. I, ultimately, it's Sabalenka to the semis.
0: I am so hopeful we get a Muguruza-Sabalenka matchup because how delightful would that be? Like, yeah. Is that me versus you directly head-to-head surrogate matchup? Like, is that what we're just calling that one?
1: Well, given that I just picked Sabalenka to win, I don't I don't see how that yeah, could be possible. No, but. it's fair. At that point, we'll allow you to switch and hedge your bets. Um, At that point, it's Sabalenka against Jill Simone, and I'm taking yeah. Jill Simone. <laughs> um uh. I mean,
0: you look at this section of the draw. Again, you mentioned it. Rebakina versus Sabalenka is just as uh-huh. fun in round four. There is so much power on that court, and you're going to have to bring out the lawnmower Mower 4.0 to probably tend to those grass courts afterwards because they are going to be divots in the surface. I mean... The thing is, like, Jabor could beat Muguruza round three. She probably should. She's probably in better form right now And that variety, just making Muguruza uncomfortable. She's going to make the match physical as well. At the same time, does she have a big enough weapon to hurt Muguruza with? I don't know. But, you know, what about Zvonareva over Svantec round two? If Svantec can even get through C or just Abuzkova there as well, the pressure she'll put on Svantec. I mean I think we all agreed Martich is losing in the first two rounds. That's not even an upset alert at this point. We could just pencil that one in. I'm going to go with you that we're going to agree again and this is going to be our first straight up agreements. I'm going to we are both on those two camps. I'm going to go Muguruza versus Sabalenka. I'm going to take really? Sabalenka to advance I'm not, as well. I'm very
1: surprised you didn't put Jabour in there no, and then I make it Jabor to, against Sabalenka.
0: I wanted to but just like the length of Garbine Muguruza and I know we talk about you know again recent form and she was someone who's super injured at the French Open and you look at her warm-up event in Berlin she beats Rabacina, beats Kirste before losing 7-6 in the third against Cornet. I thought she looked really good Like, I really do. I thought, again, that win against Rabakina, she absorbed that first strike and was able to redirect balls down the line. And she's got a hubris and the length to go down the line fearlessly and pull it off, which you have to do in grass court. If the opening's there, you have to take it. She has the ability to go both down the line and cross court when those openings are available. And then again, just physically, I like that length of both her and Sabalenka in these matches especially, you know, she's also a former Wimbledon champion. I think that experience on these grass courts is so critical. And I just think yeah. these are the two players to beat. And so I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to take Sabalenka to advance to the semifinals, and that sets up our semifinal matchups. We both have Kvitova versus Sabalenka on the bottom half. I love your Anisimova-Kerber pick, but I couldn't copy you, so I have Benchich versus Bedosa. I have Kanteve versus Bardi. All right, that top half feels more WTA. That bottom half felt a little bit chalky. We'll start with the bottom half. Sabalenka versus Kvitova. Who do you got? Just give me your full slate of predictions while I buy myself some time.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'm going to go Kvitova. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Kvitova. I don't, I don't think we need another full explanation as to why we think Kvitova can have success, but I, I just think at this point, even though Sabalenka will have been playing good tennis to get to this point, if she does, I, I still just see Kvitova giving her trouble. Um, and I, I think Sabalenka is not going to be able to impose the big game that she wants to as much playing against Kvitova, who is comfortable with the pace and will be trying to dictate herself. So I, I don't hate that matchup for Kvitova. And I think Kvitova advances to another Wimbledon final.
0: Do we both agree that Sabalenka is going to win a Grand Slam at some point?
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah, so I, I would be very surprised if. She, I'm if just gonna
0: pick her then in every Slam until she does win her first one, and then at that Genius. point, I'll finally have been right. Um I mean, I made the whole case for Kvitova on the deciding point earlier this week. You're right. So I don't need to restate it there. Give me the full slate of picks, Jamie. While well, again, I try and buy some time Who's she, who's Kvitova playing who wins, who wins this year's lady singles title.
1: So that's out of that half. I think out of the top half, you've got Ash Barty and it's against Kerber. Again, it feels too chalk, but I think if Ash Barty is playing well enough, she beats she beats these people, especially with Kerber. Kerber loves, you know, to use the pace, redirect, and and be that backboard. Well, you know what Barty can do? She can use the variety. She can take the pace out of the ball. She can, you know, use these slices, use her feel, and then, you know ratchet up the power. If she needs to on the serve and the big forehand. I think she's just got so much variety to mess with Kerber. And I don't think it's, it's the Kerber of years past where she's in her prime and can do it all. I think Kerber loses that match. So I've got Barty against Kavitova. Give me Kvitova to win it, though, because I want to see it happen. So, give me Kvitova to win the whole thing over Barty in the final.
0: Uh, at least there's no recency bias in that pick. It's not like we've seen that match unfold in the past week. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a, good, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm picking Sabalenka. I'm rolling with it. I just, like, I know she's been a mess, but sometimes it's when she's coming off of a mess that her best tennis comes together. And, like... Just again, with all the inexperience, if Barty was healthy, she would be my pick to win this event. And I think I am still going to pick Barty over Conteve. I'm going to take Barty over Benchich. I don't feel good about either of those picks. Uh, But I'm going to take Barty to make to the final of the top half. And I just think, oh man, Arena Sabalenka in a Grand Slam final. The thought of that right now is befuddling. I feel like she's going to have to get there three or four times to pull the job off. But I just, again, when she looks good... 13 of her last 15 losses have been in three sets. Even if she loses in this event, I promise you it's going to be a three-set loss. I just—I think that power tennis, I think the well-rounded game, the fact that she plays on her terms, and then just the unpredictability of this WTA tour. It fits the script that after not playing her best tennis, Sapelinka comes out and wins this Wimbledon. Like I just would love that storyline, so I'm going to pick it. I think your Kvitova pick is a very, very good one. If I was sane, that's the pick I would go with, but I'm not sane. So I'm going to go with Sabalenka and just enjoy it when she loses first round.
1: Nice way to way to really uh, cover your butt there. That's good yeah, stuff.
0: that's what I do. And again, hedging the bets, the key here at Cracked Records. But of course, again, we are breaking down all of the action at the Sears Wimbledon. We have done top 10 contenders pods for both the men and women with the men. You can check out my pod with Gil Gross on the Great Shot podcast feed here. Of course, you can check out the women's one with Mark Lucero here as well. Jamie and I also broke down the men's singles draw. All of those podcasts on this GSP feed. If you want to hear more daily coverage, you can check it all out on the Mini Break podcast. And of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to all of our Crack Rackets shows. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff, for the <laughs> Of an any job they do day in, day out. A shout out as well to our friends at both Turner and Manscaped. Remember, it's sales at uniquesports.com or 800 554 3707 to join the Turner family and use our promo code NEWBALLS, please, at Manscaped.com. Uh, with that in mind, Jamie, any final thoughts on this 2021 ladies' singles uh, draw?
1: yeah i'm just thinking about all the hoops we're gonna have to jump through with espn and espn plus to get all the streaming I, it just hit me it just hit me that this is an espn major didn't um, you miss so it? so we got to get back on that grind oh yeah not really at all actually surprisingly <laughs> somehow making the streaming more difficult wasn't great for me but uh we'll we'll get through it we battled before we'll, we'll battle through it again i just it literally just hit me 10 seconds ago so i had to uh, had to mention it and uh, at least air my grievance there and i will say this we here at the
0: tennis channel podcast network always appreciate a slam on tennis channel so yes mm-hmm. we are disappointed for it to go elsewhere but with that in mind for my wonderful co-host james fulsta mcdonald our super producers max Legner, and daniel westoff our friends at turna and manscaped and from all of us here at both cracked Records and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin jamie what do we tell the people hey great shot And we will see you all next time. Thanks, everyone.